I think sometimes we as female entrepreneurs do lose sight of the ability to dream and be creative with what our life could be. We tend to funnel into boxes of like what other people think it should look like mm-hmm. or what it should be. Welcome to Purposeful Podcasting. I'm Wendy. And I'm Crystal. This podcast is meant to share how we and other entrepreneurs bring together purpose and passion to leverage profit in our businesses. We are shining a light on adventure-loving, purpose-driven, action-minded, authentic, and rebellious entrepreneurs. Just like us. So join us as we talk about business and life and everything in between. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Purposeful Podcasting. I am Wendy, and I am here with (laughs) Crystal. We are just back from a multiple-day get-together where we had the opportunity to do some masterminding. Also, part of the fun things that we did is we went to see the Barbie movie together. So this podcast is largely about the Barbie movie and what we thought and really how it connects to female entrepreneurs. And I'm very happy to jump in with my thoughts, Crystal, if you... No, take it. Take it. You Um, run with it because you have thoughts. Yeah. I will start off by saying that I was a Barbie girl. I had... Barbies, um, not a lot of Barbies. And I didn't have the crazy dream house and car and stuff like that. That was not something my parents were going to tolerate. (laughs) But I did have Barbies. They did have, you know, outfits and they did not ever, I never had a Ken doll. I had my brother's GI Joe, which made for much more interesting romantic entanglements, et cetera, for a very young child. Fast forward to now, which is a lot of years after my last Barbie, I was really taken with the message, I think, that they were putting out. We have, we as females should be dreaming big mm-hmm. and it shouldn't actually stop when we're seven, eight, nine. I have subsequently actually have now have a midlife Barbie in my car. I keep I keep saying I am going to get her the Barbie bathtub and possibly the Barbie car why shouldn't we continue to dream why does it have to stop actually okay let's talk about the dreaming big and then I'll move on to what I think are probably the less exciting or not exciting but less uh, uplifting comments about society etc I think that there gets to be this point and it's it I love the movie let's start off with saying that I really love the movie and I love that we took the time to go see this because one we we took the time in the middle of our masterminding session because we needed a little bit of fun and a little bit of levity because Mm -hmm. there does get to be a point when you're really working all of this stuff and I don't know about you guys but I get to a point where I just hit a brick wall And the only thing to help that was some rest and some joy and some fun because I needed that infusion of those things to get the creative juices 
flowing again, which I think this movie did a really great job of doing for us. It did. It gave a lot of levity. It was super, it was a super fun movie. It was funny beyond just the messaging that it, that it put, but it was really eye-opening because I think sometimes we as female entrepreneurs do lose sight of the ability to dream and be creative with what our life could be. We tend to funnel into boxes of like what other people think it should look like mm-hmm. or what it should be. And I think when we lack that creative space to dream big and be imaginative with what we do, it keeps us from pivoting into our life's purpose. It can mm-hmm. keep us from making the changes we need to make to go down that path because we, we do, we lack sometimes that imagination of what is possible out there. Definitely. Definitely. And I think, you know, the, the part of it is, I think we've had the imagination in the past. We've had the creativity in the past, but a combination of unrealistic expectations, mm-hmm. mommy guilt, you know, the whole thing about perfection that I think the movie did a really good job of sort of poking holes. But I think these feelings, these elements come into play that really, it's like beating us over the head. And there's just so much of it that anyone can take before it's like, enough. It's like, I just need whatever is the easiest or whatever is the fastest. And it doesn't always live up to what we want. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's that, there's like that dissatisfaction with it. And it's interesting because I think when we were at the Barbie movie, I pulled out my phone right away to like write a thing in my notes. You're like, what, what is this? I'm like, oh, Barbie hit midlife. (laughs) Barbie hit midlife. And her problem was, is that she hit midlife. And if there's the premise of the movie, and this is the spoiler alert guys, but I mean, it's the start of the movie. Barbie all of a sudden starts thinking about death and contemplating like her life's purpose, essentially. And that is the catalyst (laughs) for all these big changes that Barbie then sets herself off on her own little journey. What I really thought about specifically was this Brene Brown article I read years ago. And she mentions this in a lot of her interviews and what I will link specifically to her blog post in our show notes, guys, but I'm just going to read this one section off of it. But she said that midlife is not a crisis. Midlife is an unraveling. And it's Mm. that moment where the universe gently places her hands upon your shoulders, pulls you close and whispers in your ear, I'm not screwing around. All of this pretending and performing these coping mechanisms that you've developed to protect yourself from feeling inadequate and getting hurt has to go. Your armor is preventing you from growing into your gifts. I understand that you need these protections when you were small. I understand that you believed your armor could help you secure all of the things you needed to feel worthy and lovable, but you are still searching and you're more lost than ever. Time is growing short. There are unexplored adventures ahead of you. You can't live the rest of your life worried about what other people think. You were born worthy of love and belonging. Courage and daring are coursing through your veins. You were made to live in love with your whole heart. It's time to show up and be seen. I thought of specifically that quote when Barbie woke up in the middle of the night and she was like having all these fears about her own inadequacies in life and what this means and how does this feel? Because 
she was stereotypical Barbie. She was like supposed to be this epitome of perfection and of all of these things that we were supposed to aspire to be. And even she felt like she wasn't living up to it. Well, and the interesting thing is, and this again is probably, it's a spoiler. She was actually channeling America Ferreira's character who was, you know, she's a mom, mom of a pre, you know, I guess a te- you know, early teenager, mi- middle school. And she's channeling. And that's where you definitely the midlife, the things that pop up, death, cellulite, all of those things. And it what and I think that that sort of that bridge between, you know, this, <laughs> this doll channeling, she was channeling because America Ferrer's character, she played with Barbies when she was a kid. Mm-hmm. She passed them along. You know, her daughter had Barbies. And then all of a sudden, things change and things really change. You all of a sudden are stuck. You're stuck and you can't, you can't live the life as, you know, Brene Brown has said we're supposed to. I think what Brene Brown puts out is like the Mm self-actualized end path that we all need to be on. But if you suffer from mommy guilt, Mm -hmm. you suffer from unrealistic standards and expectations, it's really such a stretch. How do you achieve that? And it was interesting. There one of the parts of the movie is this monologue where America Ferrer is talking about just, it means she's pouring out her soul and it's really incredibly powerful. Actually, it's a quote from the founder, the woman who created Barbie. We mothers stand still so our daughters can look back and see how far they have come. Okay. But as a, as a female entrepreneur, as a working mom, I've missed some of that stuff. Well, and I don't know about you, but when she said that, it scared the crap out of me because I wasn't ready to stand. I'm not ready to stand still. Uh, See, I guess I'm not either, because I think there's also a part of it where we want to be role models for our kids. It's like, you know, I've talked to my 17 year old daughter and I want her to see me as someone who (laughs) I really want her to see me as someone with my shit together. But I want her to see me as someone who accomplishes things that is someone she's proud of. That could be whatever, you know, whatever I undertake. If I, if, if I had chosen to be a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home mom that doesn't work or whatever it is, that's it's a really powerful statement, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I thought about that because I think, you know, all of us become moms at different seasons and points in our life and some Mm -hmm. by choice and some not by choice, right? You know, whatever circumstances brought you to that point and then whatever circumstances then combined with that brought you into entrepreneurship. You know, a lot of us women become entrepreneurs as moms because we feel and we hope that it will give us the freedom and flexibility to be able to do both and do both well. And so that statement of like, you know, we, can you say that again? Cause I don't have it in front of me and I don't want to misquote it. It is we mothers stand still. So our daughters can look back 
and see how far they have come. Yeah. And so I think while there's like this simultaneously push that we do want our kids to go further than we did and we do. Yes, absolutely. And we are both have, we both have daughters. So I feel it very strongly that I want them Mm -hmm. to be more in this life than what I did. I, I don't want to stop quite yet either. I want to keep going too. And we've talked about it a lot in past podcast episodes this season, where those things sometimes tend to butt up against each other, motherhood and working and entrepreneurship and mm-hmm. how, figuring out a way to balance all of that. And the mom guilt that comes into play with that. And what does that mean for allowing them to dream big, but also give them all the support so that they can dream exactly. big and do it all. I think that's what made America Ferrero's monologue so powerful at the end is that it sometimes feel like this impossible standard to live up to sometimes of trying to hold both things true at the same time. Yep. And it feels very exhausting to do that. And at the same time, try to be pretty and try to be funny and try to be like lilting and not demure. And oh my God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that it was really good for us to actually, like, I, this is, so I had seen it before and I'd actually, I saw it in the theater with my daughter, not sitting with her. She was with her friends. I was 10 seats over <laughs> with a friend watching. I think that what really to me comes out of it is actually very much what you said, that for them to see us advocating for our beliefs seeing us as really authentic people, individuals with multiple hats. You know, we've talked about the hats we wear. We wear multiple hats and realizing that we can work hard, we can be successful, we can do things. And unfortunately, it can't always be everything. Mm -hmm. We were out of town. We missed things that our kids did last week. Mm-hmm. There is a pang of, I feel bad. I also realize that there are things that I need to do. Okay. So the best example of that, how many times did I get a phone call while we were sitting in that movie? Yeah. And that, that forced me out of the theater right. because they were right. like imperative phone calls from kids, schools, doctors, other right. things that pulled attention and took me away from where I wanted and needed to be over here. And I think that's the perfect example. And I love what you said. We cannot be everywhere all at once, everywhere and everything all at once to everyone. But at the same time, we develop the ability to micro prioritize Mm -hmm. that at, at a flip of a switch and knowing that we have the ability to realize that a priority comes up. You looked at that and saw a phone number that you recognized and knew you had to answer it. As we are recording right now, I had a pop-up that said, my husband is trying to get a hold of me. Well, I sent him to voicemail <laughs> because it's, you know, there, whatever he has to say, huh, sorry, honey, is not a priority at this second. If he yeah. kept calling, I would realize, okay, there's something up. But I think we we have to lean into the fact that we know our like we know our purpose. We know what's so important that we can micro prioritize. 
I, I think that most women really need to lean into that and try to alleviate the mommy guilt. It's so destructive. It's so destructive. It's all of these themes that we saw in the Barbie movie that keep female entrepreneurs from showing up the way they need to in order to be successful. And mm -hmm. however it is that you want to balance your work and your personal life. Okay. And nobody can tell you how that needs to balance out. It's will never be 50, 50. It certainly isn't for us. Like I, I know we do not spend 50% of our focus on work versus family. There's a disproportionate thing there based on whatever the priority is at the moment. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. But I think at the same time, if we want this to work, then there's things we discussed it in our masterminding about how we need to be more visible as our brand and how can we be more visible in our business. And mm -hmm. that required us to do things like we had new headshots done this last week. We've talked about social media strategies where we show up more, and that's going to require us to balance out any discomfort we have about our appearance and looking and any <laughs> imposter syndrome we have around that, which is all things I think women carry disproportionately than men dare I say, that hold us back from showing up the way we need to show up or the way we want, not even the way we need to, the way we want to show up. I mean, we had, we have outlined this whole master strategy and plan and just feeling of serendipitous rebel to go forward. That's going to require us to step out of our comfort zone to continue to talk if we really want to get that message out there. And I think that's true, not just of our business, but all of the women that we work with you all have this very strong message and these amazing things mm -hmm. that you want to put out in the world. And I think sometimes then we balance the appearance of it, the looks of it, how we feel about our bodies, how of all of the things at the same time. And it's such a weird dichotomy because we're supposed to not care how we look, but at the same time, feel bad about how we look and put our best foot forward. And it's just such a hard bang your head against a wall moment. <laughs> well, and I think that that was actually a very strong theme in the movie. Who looks like Margot Robbie? <laughs> I know. <laughs> She's so At one point, they say, if you're trying to talk about an unattractive Barbie, She's not the person you pick to play the role. And it's true. I mean, and I think that that was such a good message that, sure, there's this is a person, you know, this is an image with an incredibly unrealistic, well, like everything. It is part of the messaging. And it is part of how society has made us out. You know, they talk a lot about patriarchy and stuff like that. and But it's really, I think, a lot of it is internal. It's mm -hmm. like how we and how we want to be perceived and viewed. I think one of the things I still take away is that it's really, you know, if you want, you know, if you want to dream and be president, go for it. If you want to dream and be an Olympic athlete, go for it. You know, all of these things we should be able, and I hate the word should, but we can dream about and we can really try to aspire to be. I think it even comes, you know, the later we get in life, it's such an interesting time as your kids get older and all of a sudden it's like, what's next? Or I don't know what to do. And not to mention, there's always also this huge change in how you interact with your, with your kids and your significant others and friends and everything. 
it's like how you it's making sure you know how to communicate, making sure that you actually understand who you are and who you want to be, even before, say, your spouse or your partner, because if you don't know who you are, mm, it's, you know, how, how do you interact with other people? And I think, and, and opportunities, and I know this is becoming my own little monologue, but there's opportunities that are available in entrepreneurship that I do for females, for midlife women, for moms, for empty nesters, for, you know, a very wide range but you have to, there has to be some dreaming. I mean, it takes work to make dreams come true, but you got to dream, got to dream. Well, yeah. And then I think then you, you dream, that's what starts out the big, hairy, audacious goal. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, to, uh, to accomplish the dream, you're stepping into the guides of what we call the saver model. I'm going to have Wendy take off with like what those steps are. And this is going to be a whole different podcast, future podcast episodes. So we won't go too far into it, but if you're wanting to savor your life, and I think this is what I love about the Barbie movie is that she did all of these things to get to where she wanted to go Mm -hmm. at the end. Okay. Savor. Well, I had a very hard time during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And it was a very hard time. I couldn't dream. I couldn't figure. I just, I mean, at the beginning, I was, I was a mess. And so one of the things that I guess became, I guess, a, you could say a signature of Rebel on the Go and is now an integral part of Serendipitous Rebel is Savor. And one of the things that we really drilled into last week during our, during the masterminding was savoring your life. It's your life. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? So it means stepping out of your comfort zone. Hey, for Barbie, it was realizing she was going to a gyne- Ooh, I gave away more secrets. Going to the gynecologist. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's aligning your passions and interests. And for a lot of that, that's taking passions and interests and converting it into purpose. Mm-hmm. It's venturing under, it's like venturing under your own power. And this was huge. And it still is. I mean, it's like going for walks. It's, you know, for me, it's like kayaking or rowing, or I know Crystal's a runner. It's what can you do? And and the power I think is movement. It's Mm -hmm. getting up grass and moving. It's owning your connections and your community. Mm -hmm. So it's really realizing we talk about square squads a lot, but it's even broader than that. And then it's, you know, understanding that you need self-care mm-hmm. really. And we spent, you know, last week we, we went to the movies, we had great dinners. We also had high tea. We did things that we went for walks. I mean, there's self-care that allows you to really breathe and focus in on yourself. And, and this is one that I think is so underdeveloped for most of us is ritualizing your gratitude and celebration. I think that when you think about celebrating and attaching, being grateful at the same time, it is so powerful and it allows us to then transition into the next phase. I think that savoring your life is where are you? Where are you going? What do you want? And what is going to bring you the happiness 
And we're not, and, and generally it's not like a superficial, but really a, a really dig deep happiness for the rest of your life. And there's, you know, nothing more fantastic than realizing that you need to have some sort of a pivot at midlife. Even when your kids go from elementary to middle school or middle school to high school, you know, these are opportunities and then graduate. These are the opportunities to really look and take an, take a real honest look of how you want your life to be. One of the most powerful things about that, and that's what I thought was so interesting about the Barbie movie, was it really kind of reflected back about how hard that change is going to be when you when you make that change. I think about when weird Barbie holds up the two shoes and she's like, you know, if you put on the Birkenstocks, you have to go and like figure out your life and see and, and like see the change, or you can put these stilettos back on and your life can go back, you know, blissfully different, you know, blissfully the way it always was. And she was like, the, the, the heels, I want to go back. I don't, I don't want to do it. And she's like, nope, nope. You gotta, you gotta want the first one. You gotta want the first one. Try again. It's true. It's so hard. It's so uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. It's, we would so much rather turn and run the other direction, (laughs) but it's like, once you know that your life can be different or that your life could be potentially changed, you really have no choice, but to go into that and lean into that, even though it's dark and scary and you don't have the path perfectly in front of you. And you, the fear of the unknown absolutely is there. We don't know what's going to come out of that, but there is something about just knowing that you have to forge forward with that. You can't go back. And that is so true. And just knowing that you have your own judgment, you have your own intellect, you have everything you need. You just have to make sure that you have the confidence and take that step forward. And these drums, we will continue to beat. (laughs) Yeah. This has been awesome. This has been a fun conversation. It's always fun. All right, guys. Well, I think that is it for today's episode of Purposeful Podcasting. Thanks for joining us. You are definitely going to want to check it out next week where we're going to delve into the recap of this season. I'm so excited. We're going to be sharing our favorite episodes and more importantly, what your favorite episodes have been. And if any of this resonated with you, be sure to hit the forward button, share it with a friend. And until next time, see you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating. But only if you liked it. Otherwise, just keep it to yourself. You can learn more about purposeful podcasting on our website at serendipitousrebel.com. And if you have topics you'd like to hear about, be sure to submit them on our website or DM us on social media.